What episode is this again? Four three. I checked. Well, I was. I was ch- checked down. You sure, it's four three. It's four three. No, it's four four. It's four four. It's four four. It's four four. Oh right. I was like, wait, wait a minute. I swear, four three was the last one. Dynamic duo in today. Um, yeah. This is a different shortcut. <laughs> back to the regular, regular scheduled program. And this guy's back to chewing on the mic every single time. This is episode 44 of the Different Shorts podcast with myself, Raw Talk Reese, and to my right. Mm-hmm. And that was Mr. I Niam Too Much, Two Drinks. Yep. I don't know why you wait. Like, you see me... Pre- it's not a customary thing for you to do this every week. I think it is. You make me sick. How are you, sir? The fans want it. No, they don't, bruv. They want it. No, they don't. Hello to everyone. Um... I'm all right. All right. I had an- another session today. How was it? Good. Saw you yesterday. Of course. Playing ball. Ankles a bit sore, but otherwise than that. You're lucky. Bank should have bust your salad when he went touched. And, like I said before, no one busted my salad. I won't near you, bro. So I have to get bust. Hey, yo. I won't near you, bro. You're lucky. Would have, part, would have put my whole palm in your face as I ran past and put the ball in the bottom uh, corner. See, but you, nah, when I clapped the ball in the bottom corner, where were you, bruv? I don't know. Neighbors would have me, where are they? Hey, you're gonna rush me. You, you won by one goal. Stop it. We still won. You're the extra man. What are you talking about? We still won. Whatever. Still winning. So basically, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. There's only two of us, and um, it feels weird. Yeah, it does. But it's part. It's part and parcel. Yeah. So um, he'll be back. Of course, he'll be next week. No pun. No pun intended. So I want to get this off here quickly because I was looking at something earlier on. And I was dying with laughter when I read this. And um, basically, I want to ask you a question. And the question is, oh, is it wrong to be on dating websites and be heavily pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> of course it's wrong. Tell me why. Uh, have the baby first and I, I, I don't believe you should be dating while while pregnant why not like, like looking for a new mister why not because this feels wrong like I, I feel like for one you've yeah, yeah, you're expecting for two like it's not the ideal situation for for a next man to be in like wait a minute so you, you pregnant and we, we can't go on normal dates and stuff like I don't know how heavy heavily pre- you say heavily pregnant yeah heavily pregnant so that's like what seven eight months oh no oh hell to know even though some men have a fetish for um, having sex with pregnant women <laughs> I don't know them men me neither but I, I've heard stories that's wild to, for me to be honest I would love to speak to a woman who, who does date or who, who has dated out there while while pregnant I personally think it's not. I had a conversation with my um, housemate earlier on. I'm with the person who posted this as well because said it was an article. And I was like, he was like, I don't see any problem with it. Really? But he said, no, he said he don't see a problem with it. And I said, listen, I understand that everyone has kind of different vantage points and whatever. He's like, what if it was like, um, what's the term they use? What if it was like a, um, uh, my mind's gone blank. What if it was a, one second, it was a donor baby. I said, even if it was a donor baby... As in, she'll give the baby to someone else? Yeah. Okay. I said, even if it was a donor baby, I'd still... I personally wouldn't feel comfortable with it. Yeah, it's, it's just a weird one. Just... I, said, I have, like, a gap. I, not to say I wouldn't date a woman who had children, or kids, for example, or a child, but I think there's certain... For me, there's time gaps. 
As in, if the child's like one or like nope. a couple of months old. So hell no. Okay. For me, I think if we use the vantage point of it being um, a woman's first child. Yeah. So I would probably have it as, okay, if their first child, um, I would look at it like, okay, heavily pregnant, mm-hmm. first, first, first variable, not even a chance. Does that also what the person can't find happiness? I said, let me be clear with you. My understanding of that is your happiness, single mum or not, or single dad or not, isn't based on you. It's based on your child. Mm. You become the second person in this. Your child comes first. Yeah. Because the person doesn't know anything about life, whatever. Your main focus should be that child. Not a relationship with anybody else. Your your main thing should be that. Aren't you asking the other person to step in as this kind of like the, the stepdad or the, you know? I think if that's what the person wants to do, cool. But I would also think it's weird that someone would... Yeah, but you, you can't... For me, you shouldn't be asking that of a person... That you don't know. Off they the don't really know. Of course. Yeah. So then... um. The second part of that was, okay, cool, you have a child and you're still looking to actively date within that. What does that even look like? And I was saying this to my housemate, I said, I've been in a situation before where someone has approached me who has a child who's five. Yeah. I think I brought this up on a podcast with a child who's five and then they had another child who's three months and they were looking to date. In my brain, I'm thinking- Three months? In my brain, I'm thinking- Where would you find the time? And there you go. Oh, well, their dads come and take them at the weekend. Dads. Okay, cool. Plural. Fine. Yeah. Right, yeah. Now, as far as I'm concerned, dating women, dating a woman who has kids isn't problematic. Right, yeah. When you know what the relationship is like with the dad and whatever, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so for me, it's based on the time span. I said, if this kid was like three, like three or four, or four, let me say four, where it's like, okay, routines in place, child can speak, all of the other variables, mm-hmm. right, yeah, you, like, as in when I say routines in place, like the child speaks, you have a routine set in place, all of the other stuff, yeah. I can totally understand. But, with but then that- it's also a thing of, I don't have kids, so yeah. that's also another, do you know what I'm trying to say? And obviously, for me, I want kids, and for me to be dating someone, let's say they've, they've got two two kids, the conversation as in, okay, if we're doing this, you do realise that I want a child as well. Of course. So there's not any of that, but if I'm dating someone with kids, my initial thing is I'm getting to know you first. Like- It kind of gets sped up. It does It does get it, sped up. It gets accelerated. Sometimes. So I know some women, they would they date someone for a long period of time before they even get to meet their, their children. Of Depends course. how serious the relationship Of goes. course. But I think obviously if we're talking about first 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 part of being heavily pregnant Oh no on social media, I personally think it's weird. I think not sorry on social media, on um I'm so used to doing social media on a date where I personally think it's weird. Like, I don't even think then, 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 do you go to the hospital with them when, when, when they're just about to give birth? I don't even think the advantage It'll just I, be weird. I don't even think you should even be looking to date someone while heavily pregnant. Hell no. You're ready to drop. You should be thinking about everything other than dating. Yeah. And then obviously post baby I still think you still have a level of care or the most when I say level of care as in your main priority is looking after your child yeah I've spoken to a lot of women that are yeah baby brain so even then your relationship is going to suffer anyway because you're going to have baby brain unless unless you're excuse the term your mum by default and it's like oh yeah my baby's there but I really want to do you know what I'm trying to say some of that but what if you were the guy and you just had a baby but you're not with the woman would you expect to be dating I, mean, I wouldn't be dating anyone I'm concentrating on my child 
Don't get twisted. I'm not doing this yeah, on a way where as yeah. a man, I think it's weird. I think it's weird both ways, isn't it? It is weird because then that conversation to a woman, like, wait a minute, you've just had a baby, like the baby's like one month. How, how, why are you ready to date? Don't get me wrong. I understand that like, there's the loneliness element that yeah, can probably play into it of, okay, I don't want to be alone and whatever, whatever. But ultimately, the way how I've seen motherhood as, as a whole or parenthood is, listen, it's not based on loneliness because you're going to be so busy, you're concentrating on that child in a nutshell. Now, I've spoken to, for example, married people and they said, for example, I think it's different when a single a single parent home to like a married couple. Yeah. And I know someone, I remember ages ago, I spoke to someone about this. And it was like, if our, if our um, marriage ain't right, then everything's off. So yeah, we're parents, but if we're, obviously them living together and whatnot. Yeah. But if we're off balance, the kids are going to suffer anyway. Yeah. So we still have to make sure our marriage is good so everything collectively works well. Yeah. And that's how, when, I, when, it broke, when it was broken down to me in that sense, I was like, okay, cool, I can understand. The same way I'm looking at, if you're a single parent, male or female, mm-hmm. and um, shit ain't right, you basically have to be in a, in a right, um, you have to be in the right mind frame to make sure that regardless of whether you two aren't getting along or whatever, whatever the parameters or the variables are, that that gets put on a back burner because your child comes first. Yep, should be. I'm not saying obviously modern, modern, oh yeah, it's the social, it's the norm and a lot of things are accepted now. Bro, that's not okay, bro. I, I hate weird. saying it's like, it's, it's the norm. Norm doesn't make it perfect. No, not even perfect. The norm doesn't make it okay. Yeah. Just just because it's, it's a thing that keeps on occurring doesn't make it like, okay, this is what we should be used to. Of course. But um, even kind of spanning off from that as well, yeah, I was looking at um, something, because I said earlier about loneliness, about um, obviously obviously um, wanting to find a partner because of loneliness mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I wanted to ask you this as well. I was going to ask you this in the group the other day, but I thought, let me just save it for a topic. What does loneliness look like in this current current century? Because for you personally, mm-hmm. because I think when you do look at loneliness and the parameters of loneliness, for example, a lot of people kind of think of it as like, oh, okay, I'm single. I've got no one around me, so I'm lonely. You can have family around you and still feel lonely. Yeah, you can like, be in a relationship and still, still feel, feel lonely. lonely. So I wanted to know, like, in your opinion, what does loneliness look like to you in this current century as a... Well, you're not a millennial. You come and you'll come just before... Granddad, um, yeah, I know you didn't want to say that. <laughs> um, it's weird. Um, for me, it looks as in you do a lot of overthinking. Okay, go on. And with that, you you kind of dig yourself a hole, and you start to overthink like past relationships. Will you ever be in a relationship? You start to d- just pick things, and like pick to the point where you're just like tearing yourself down, and you start feeling lonely as in you push, you don't push your friends away, but you kind of like, if anything's going on, you're just like, yeah, I, I may, I may be up for it, blah, blah. Rather than before you'd be like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down for it. And like, you may have certain conversations with your friends and they'll be like, nah, it's, it's all right, Mark, you, you'll be fine, man. You'll be right. And then generally you're not because you're feeling low. Your, your phone hardly rings. Your, your phone hardly goes off. And it's just like, Woe is me and, and it feels like the you know everything is just would you say shrinking that's a, with jokes aside would you say that's an age thing or is it because I know like especially as I've gotten older from, um, when I was younger I was a lot more into oh yeah I don't mind the small talk or the extra stuff whatever whatever and then as you get older you're just like I don't have time I can't stand a small talk there you go because you don't like your time being wasted I've yeah. realised that as I've gotten older like 
timekeeping and people, well, I've always been a stickler for time from when I was younger, but um, not having your time wasted. You don't have time for like the, 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 the added BS. So it would I also be a like thing of like- people go around their houses just to tell me one thing. I'm like, just, just get to the so point. Yeah, yeah. Like, say for example, I'm <coughs> sorry. <coughs> say for example, I wanted to ask you something. Mm. Um, and we haven't spoken for ages. Yeah. There's two ways I can handle this. Yeah, it's either yo, what's going on? How are you doing there? Whatever, whatever. Like, I'll just check it in. Boom. Yeah. First conversation. Give it a couple of days. Hi, sorry to bother you. I just wanted to ask. Da, 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 da. Yeah. But yeah, there's that way. Or there's yo, what's going on? Sorry to bother you. Like basically, I'm going for the kill. Because yeah. for me, I'm gonna be honest. I don't really care for the present truth. If you're after <laughs> something, just come and tell man. Like tell me in it. Like, but oh yeah, basically. I, I think that depends on the person sometimes. Of course. So it depends on how how you approach it with with that person. I have certain friends that I can just be very direct with and very straight to the point. I have other friends where I may have to like cushion it a little. But um yeah, loneliness is is a weird thing and, and it affects people differently. I've I've been through it and it's just been like, like I, I know I've got family, I know I've got friends, but at the end of the day everyone's going through their own trauma or their own like difficulties through these times or lockdown life or whatever so i i just had it on on myself like right i'm really battling this by myself i need to like do something about it and i had good days i had bad days like like anyone else but it is a it's a very weird one and and it's hard to sometimes explain to people that look i'm i'm down because of i feel lonely i feel but mark we talk we talked yesterday i'm like well talking's fine but I'm I'm a person like I need Actions, to see people. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say. How do you in, manage in the your, presence, especially with COVID and everything as well? I think probably a lot of people kind of feel like trapped or lonely or whatever the general parameters are for, for what anyone can go through in a time where you haven't really had freedom for X Y Z of years. Like you've seen, especially recently, where um, the lockdown has eased and people are allowed back outside again. Where people were outside doing a madness, twelve o'clock pubs all of the other stuff and you kind of got to look at it where like okay cool yeah we wanted our freedom back but you know in the urgency to kind of be like yeah we're free again where people are kind of we're, f- we're not free free but you know what I mean yeah where people are just kind of like yeah look we're out we're out where you don't kind of know what's going to happen and you're going to get a, a random oh the R rating's gone back up again yeah type of BS but I think even with like I don't think I've ever felt lonely in that sense I think maybe I have when I was younger but I think my brain is it's kind of in a way where even if I feel lonely, I have to just do certain things just to make sure that I kind of yeah. A busy, a busy mind for me, a busy mind is an act, a busy mind is a good mind, especially during the day. Yeah. At night time, my brain's active right away. Insomnia is a, the, the funnest thing ever. Like for me, like if I if I look back in the day, it was just me and my mum. How I grew up, so a lot of times I was by myself. But a younger me was just was fine with that. It was just like, yeah, I got the house to myself. I could do whatever. But um, during these lockdown times and quarantine times, literally, I really struggled to focus. And, and like, I had so many TV and, and films to watch. I couldn't focus. Like, I'll put it on and my mind would just drift. Like, it was, it was weird. It was like, I was just like, what the, what the hell's going on? Like, I really wanted to watch something and I just couldn't, I couldn't focus. And it was just like bugging me. Like I was just like, come on. And then I slowly, I've slowly tried to get some of that. I can do it now and then, but I still, I still struggle with it. I think, I don't know. I think at the moment, I think where we are kind of getting like a little bit of freedom or whatnot, maybe that will change. Yeah. Like 
I'm I'm thankful for the the small unit of friends <coughs> I have had that will come check me or vice versa. I'll go go check them because they were kind of like in the same position as me. Of course, of course. So, you know, you can call it the bubble, whatever. But Tuh. yeah, <laughs> but I was just happy that to see a, a familiar face and we can bust joke and we we can just get on and and talk about you know how we feel or whatever. So I think without that and without for me. Without doing the pod like on a weekly basis, I probably wouldn't see no one. So yeah, it's, it's kept me, it's kept me motivated to like, okay, this week I I've got the pod on Thursday, I've got the pod on Wednesday, whatever. Like at least I can look forward to a one day in a week where I can see people, rather than I don't know the only time I get to see people when I go to the supermarket to pick up some groceries or whatever. So yeah, it's. it's it was yeah it's a it's a weird one I think yeah it's such a <coughs> sorry <coughs> this asthma shit is getting on my nerves sorry language <laughs> oh yeah you're not swearing bro this stuff is triggering me between asthma and hay fever in one fusion every morning my hay fever is just attacking me like crazy today I was alright like weeks is fine but you gotta understand even when I did have a mask on I'd have to wear one I think I coughed the other day yeah with the mask on and sneezed I was like this is uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no people are jumping oh my god he coughed okay didn't cough in your eye I got a mask on like calm down bruv didn't touch you people are extra man yeah go on um, how often do you push yourself out of your comfort zone every damn day okay the thing is I, kn- I knew you say that I think, you, you strike me as a person that would I think when I was younger my comfort zone was always my hair so <coughs> Me having long hair for like most of my life. Like obviously, I had it as a kid, cut it. Secondary school, grew my hair back. Always had long hair. And then first year of uni, up to first year of uni, had long hair. Yeah. I was a bit unsure because you know you find comfort in your hair. It's like the norm. You're used to having it. Yeah. End of first year, while still up there, came back to London, had my hair in branches, shaved my hair off. I think the minute my hair went, my confidence changed. Cause I was no level like, oh yeah, my hair, piece of my hair, I'm used to having hair on my head. And it just went, oh yeah, cool. That's what my head back looks like. You know what I mean? <laughs> I got a lot more relaxed. And I think as I got, I came up my comfort zone on that thing, my personality also adapted as well. Cause I was just like, okay, cool. What I was so heavily conscious of it weren't thing. Then going to the gym and all the other stuff and just kind of finding myself in me. Yeah. It wasn't a thing where I'm just like, okay, cool. Like, I'm one of the people where I may not be the best at something, but I'll work hard enough you to try and how to do it, of course. So I think comfort zone for me is always is always something where I'm saying it is what it is. I'm, I'm never I'm going to have that mentality, especially if I've got older, where it's like, oh, it's just old to me. I don't want to, nah. Do you know what I mean? But what about you? Like, just my take is, like, in the day. I've, I, I go up and down with it. Sometimes I'm in my comfort zone and other times I will push myself. Like photography, I never thought I'd get into photography. I kind of like taught myself editing and taking pictures. So that was way out of my comfort zone, but I'm still pushing myself to to do better and, mm-hmm. and to learn different things. So I guess, yeah, I'm, I'm now and then I, I, would, I would like to think, rah, what can I do that's better? What can I do that's a bit different? So yeah, I, I try and push myself in different ways where even if if it, even if it feels a bit uncomfortable or it feels like, well, this is hard, I'd rather try than, than not 
not try at all and then look back thinking right I should at least gave it an effort so yeah I, I, I push myself at times other times I like to just chill sometimes but yeah I do push I think in pushing yourself you can kind of <clears throat> you can kind of get the you can kind of see what you're made of I think if you're kind of used to staying in your your comfort zone or whatever you can kind of see what you're made of in in that type of situation mm. and I think if you're kind of like oh yeah well this is fine I don't want to change it it's not a bad thing but obviously you're looking at it sometimes and you're just like mm. like sometimes people think that so if they're fed up with their job oh this week's good um <laughs> My mouth's all watery and shit. I don't care what your mouth like, bruv. You sure? Very sure. Okay. Weirdo. <laughs> say, if you, say if you're like, I don't know, fed up with your job and you change your job. Sometimes that could see, be seen as coming at your comfort zone, but then a year or two later, if you complain about the same thing about your new job, then that's something you need to change within yourself rather than job changing. Of course. And some people don't understand that properly. Like it's it, it's the mindset that wait a minute I'm not doing something correct here I've changed jobs I've, I thought it was a job nah it's just, sometimes it's your mindset I think also with that whole thing of um, if you're on the clock from family members and they have that applied pressure on you like and you're doing stuff more so for your family than for yourself then I think your brain's always going to be like okay cool I've done this to please to appease like other people or family and, and I'm still not happy mm. But it's like, oh yeah, but you have the money and whatever, but you're kind of like, okay, I don't care about that. Like, I want to do something that I enjoy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, sometimes the only person that you should be impressing is yourself. I don't think a lot of people know that though. Or I think we're bending on like, not societal measures or family measures, um, like culturally, that kind of balls a, Jesus, come out of the bag, bro. <laughs> um, it, I think that kind of plays a bigger part where everyone's just like, oh yeah, but you have to, no, I don't. No, no, I don't. Leave no. me to be me. Let me do what I don't, want to don't, do. Don't, don't, because like, yeah, I, I get it. the old school method was your your parents or family members pressure. I'll oh, be a doctor, be a lawyer, da, 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 and do this, do that. I'm like, well, clearly you're you didn't do that, but you want me to do that for what? So so it careers, impresses you. A lot of the careers that exist now didn't ex, didn't ex, didn't exist. No, of course not. How many years ago? Did you see the thing? The whole thing about um, the BBC divest. Diversity um, person um, about Luther. No, but I've, someone mentioned it to me. And I was yeah, like, basically, um, the BBC Di- diversity chief says Idris Elba's TV TV direct TV detective Luther isn't black enough to be real because he doesn't have any black friends and doesn't eat any Caribbean food. Nice question. <laughs> Ask away. Is Idris Elba's character in Luther supposed to be Caribbean? Who knows? I mean, for me, I, I thought that was just dumb. Is the person who is in that position black? Yeah. And I thought, I thought, rah. All right. So, so, so for one, we fight to get lead characters in in certain roles or whatever. We get one, and you still complain that he doesn't fit your stereotype as in he needs to eat Caribbean food if the character's Caribbean in the first place. But it's like that term, acting black. What is acting black? Because <laughs> I can be around someone who doesn't come, like, for example, if I'm around a black person who comes from Kent mm. or Leicestershire or some part of inner city London, it doesn't necessarily mean that regardless of 
our what we go through racially that are what we're into and the nuances of what we do are, are the same mm. so to my understanding Idris Elba is what um, Sierra Leonean and Ghanaian I think so don't quote me but I think so so if that's the case why is it why is he not telling me about Ghanaian dishes why is it do you know what I'm trying to say why is it sort of thing oh wait he doesn't have Caribbean food or black friends all I know regardless not every black person has black friends thank you I say all the time like I'm a black person who for example is around more white or people from different backgrounds than I am around black people does that make you less black no it doesn't I got told once because of the earrings in my ear like I'm I'm not really black black why because I don't I have hoop earrings in my ears I hate the term black black and I was thinking listen like you can't I said this ages ago I think I said it to you I said who is this committee (laughs) that um Who's this committee of black people that basically says what is the definition of black? Like, for example, Idris Elba grew up in um, grew up in my ends, East East yeah. Hackney, yeah. So, regardless of all the other stuff, British Sierra Leonean, he's British Sierra Leonean, early life, Mossican, Borough of Hackney, Sierra Leonean, yeah, Ghanaian, Sierra Leonean. So, even if it was a per- thing where he only chilled with or was friends with Sierra Leoneans and Ghanaians, it didn't necessarily mean he's going to eat Caribbean food. No. Black friends, okay, cool. If he likes pie and mash, he likes pie and mash. If, oh, Luther, if Luther, for example, was a East Londoner. Pie and mash, chips. East Londoner slash Essex, then okay, cool. Most of his friends are going to pre- be predominantly white. What? I don't, we're talking about authentic, authenticity here. It's not a we're real talk- character. Thank Jeez. you. <laughs> It's entertainment. This, like. this reminds me of the argument of when um, Hailey, oh, what is her name? Is it Hailey and Bate? Oh, you know the two sisters that sing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Chloe, is Chloe, it Chloe, Chloe, and Hailey, Hailey, yeah, Chloe Hayley. and Hailey. Yeah, one of them was picked to be Little Mermaid. Yeah, and someone was and like, "Oh, how could she be Little crazy. Mermaid? Crazy, she Little Mermaid's white, like Hailey or Chloe's she, black. She has red hair." I was like, but. It's a mermaid. <laughs> Excuse me. It's not real. It's a mermaid. You are really beefing over a mermaid. They were really beefing. And here's the thing, yeah, when you do kind of get into this this race debate of when people say stupid things, even this person who has this position, yeah. Luther is an exceptional show. Yes or no? Love it. Why the hell does it matter whether he eats jerk chicken? It does. And, I, you know and, what? And watching and it, I, I never. And children, thank you. I, I was never, never like, right. He's not eating no jerk chicken. He's he's not eat, eating no pork. He's not. He's, he may be a rustler man. He's not. So he's not eating no. He's, pork. he's not on. The, he's not on the side with a red with a, with a dragon start with the man them on a yeah, Saturday. A string vest or, or yeah. a young or a young Maggie like. <laughs> yeah, Magnum. Like, why do I care about that stuff? Listen, we know Idris Elba is a like. It's like away from the character in it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at Lufa. I'm not looking at Idris. Mm. If Idris wants to yam Caribbean food and chill with the man them and do DJing on a, on a one away weekend, who the hell cares, bro? I don't. I think people need to understand being black is not linear to just being to liking Caribbean food. If a Nigerian person came up to me, for example, or an East African person, or like a, or someone like from Burundi or Uganda, came up to me and was like, oh, I don't like Caribbean food. I'm not burning about that. No. There's Caribbean people that don't like African food. Like, let's okay, cool, eat to their own. Why does it matter that blackness is judged on if you like Caribbean food? <sighs> I don't know. Man, really question blackness. Whole platform, it lacks authenticity. Big man, grow up. Or woman, grow up. Whoever it was, it was is, a woman. Grow up. Pick the right battle because this is a stupid one. It was a dumb battle. 
very dumb. And I, I, I think a couple of months ago, I, I got into it with, with with one guy that I know on 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 the face of the book. So that normally, but I was just, I was just book I was, face. I was just <laughs> book face. I was just interested by the comments. Like he said, um, so ladies, if you move in with your boyfriend, should he pay all the bills? And he was like, yes, he should. I was like, what? Who said this? Some, some guy that I know. Don't know him that well, obviously, because me and him don't share the same view. Does he pay the bills for his missus? Well, he's trying to claim that he does. Okay, cool, continue. And um, he was just like, yes, they should. A man should be a man. I was like, oh, this old, like, a man should be a man. What, what, what does that even mean no more? A man should be a man. If if you work and I work, why am I the one forking every single bill? That's not my issue with this. I think I saw I saw the game right something about this a few days. Yeah, he, he did, and, um, and I was just like, you know what? But his take, what I what my takeaway from reading that wasn't so much of I'm paying for this thing. I care for you, so I'm willing to do it. But it doesn't mean that you can't make your own money and whatever, whatever. Fine. I understand how the variables of this has changed so much in the last five years. Now. Why I find it funny when people say things like this, yeah, oh, you should pay all the bills, whatever, whatever. Women have fought for years to be able to work. Yeah. So as much as not every woman wants to be the stay-at-home mom and not, or stay-at-home, stay-at-home mom who looks after the house and makes food and whatever, whatever, yeah. some want to go out and work, that's fine. Because two incomes are still better than one. Yeah. Whether it's from your partner or whether it's from... Um, where it's from your partner or where it's from, um, um, where it's from you. Now, here's the thing. This is the bit that makes me laugh the most, yeah? It's, okay, cool. Say your partner, um, gets sick or is unable to work. <laughs> is it now a thing of, oh, you're going to now find another husband or is it now a thing where it's like, oh, cool, I now got to put my finger out because he's now unable to work. Yeah. And that's where it comes into the whole, am I marrying for love or am I marrying for finance? Because yeah, I, I, th I think a lot of the things, a lot of the things that now sound cool on the internet. Yeah. You need to ultimately understand that in a lot of cases now, in our community, there's more black women in, in, in corporate than there are black men. Yeah. A lot of women earn more than men do. Yeah. Right, yeah. So those variables are different. The role of a woman has changed. I've said this multiple times, the role of a woman has changed. A man's role hasn't changed. So men are now in this awkward position now where they don't know where they stand. Mm -hmm. Of okay, cool, women can work too, women can earn as well, women can do the same jobs men can do. All of the uh, the parameters that didn't exist before, women don't need no man, like all of these things which you hear. Yeah. Now, if that's the old patriarch in which you respect, Right, yeah. Or, okay, I want my woman to do all of this. It is also a thing of, you want your woman to stay in the house? You, yeah. you need to accompany thing like it's, And then some I people- I think it's counterproductive. Do, do some people look at that as controlling? There you go. So if, if that's the mentality, do you believe that your wife shouldn't vote? Do you believe that all these, all these, all these extra additions where the thing of you was like, no, that's not how I really want to do things. I want to do things the old school way. That's fine. Mm. But you understand it's subjective. I've spoken to a lot of my, um, my um, a lot of my female friends who have said, listen, you can tell when you're talking to certain men where it's just like, it's very controlling. So yeah, yeah you can have that old archaic view and some women do kind of go by that old view of, I don't want to work. Let him be my everything. Yeah. But you also have kind of, especially big corona, big panoramic, big pandemic. Yeah. If he loses money now, oh, I'm looking somewhere else because 
his he, income he streams on pause. Yeah, you can't you can't provide or whatever. So it said, hold on a second, you weren't really into me for me. You was into me because I financially benefited your life. Yeah, I was your bank. And I think for people like that, when they have that view, leave them. Because at the end of the day, well, I want to be an equal in my relationship. I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to be the person where, like, my 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 100 paycheck is 50 50. Mm. I want to still be in a thing where it's like, listen, I, I, my mum was a very strong woman. My mum worked her ass off. I'm looking for the same type of woman, which is the values of which my mum represented. Do you know what I'm trying to say? If that's Likewise. what people are into, each to their own. And for me, I, I like I like coming home and and like, how was your day, babes? Like work wise, of course. We can we can discuss. We can talk. Like I, I like I for me, my preference is a woman who has a career. Of course. So that's my preference. But there's nothing wrong with that. Especially if you, especially if you care, especially if you care about women's rights, and you care about yeah. what women have done, and the from how women were seen and how are, st- are still seen in modern day society and all the other stuff, yeah, yeah, and how they're pushing to want to do better, they're pushing to want to be equal or be on the same stem as men. Yeah, there are there are still a lot of prejudice towards women in certain environments and yeah. whatnot. Um, but I'm not angry at that for women wanting to be like, listen, I want to be accountable for me. I want to make my own money, like. All of the other stuff, uh, all of the other stuff. I'm not talking about the the, the the internet stuff. I'm talking about the real stuff where women actually yeah. do apply. And I think that's where we get clouded because people look at what people say on the internet. Internet's not a real place. Thank you. But I think a lot of people like I had a conversation with my friend um, Dominique yesterday about certain things. She's like, "Oh yeah, but I would never do that to me." Yeah, but you're a very whelmed, sane person who cares about doing stuff for herself. Yeah. Like being in a relationship or being with someone is an extension of you. It's mm. not that person needs to do X, Y, and Z for me. Like, if you see something you like, you're not, oh, babe, can, I, can you buy that for me? It's more, all right, cool, I like it, I'll buy it now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, gifts are gifts, but you still have the capacity to go and buy it yourself. If someone bought it for you, yeah, great, but do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. But I think with where that guy's brain is, there's nothing wrong with him thinking like that. I think it's old and archaic, but there's nothing wrong with him thinking like that. But he also has to understand the two sides of that coin of, wow, okay, cool, if something happens to you now, what's I watching? Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Oh, I hate that film. I haven't seen it for years. Them, them wigs in that film just made me laugh. I haven't seen it for years. I saw bits of it because my stepmom was watching it the other day. And, um, um, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it because you know it's been out since 2005. <laughs> it's, on um, ne- it's on Netflix, peeps. And she's basically with a man who they came up together. He threw her out of her own house, right? And then for his new woman and their kids, he gets shot in his back and becomes um, disabled from is it the neck down or the waist down I can't remember he can't move and then basically they were saying well we can keep him alive and whatever the woman he threw at his wife was like keep him alive do what you can and a new woman was like no but she basically wanted him to pull the plug on him they later find out that the new woman took her kids and took all of his money and left him with no money in his bank account. Jeez. And the wife that he threw out of the house in front of the new woman and the kids was there looking after him. And that's the that's solely the thing of, of, of it being like, listen, one woman was there and prepared to look after you and you slighted her and the other one was just there for money. And that's where that, that there's that two sides of the coin where you're allowed to have, you're allowed to have views, but you shouldn't be naive. Well, that's my take anyway. Yeah. Would you ever be a house husband if your woman was the one? No. And I'm, I'm not saying that in a way of it saying I have too much pride. I just like the idea of being able to work and provide. Fair enough. 
regardless of whether she earns more than me or not, it's more for me to be like, listen, as I said before, two paychecks are better than one. It's all about routine and making sure, like, even you yourself need a routine. And I think even working is a routine, whether you hate your job, whether you like it or not, the routine itself helps you process so many things. 100% agree. You 100 what, see? <laughs> I'm juicy mouthed. That's gross, bro. I'm, I'm juicy mouthed. What's <laughs> the juicy? Juicy. Um, I think, well, and I can only answer this from myself, but does your relationship with your mother help you shape the relationship you have with women? Of course. Mine was based on the relationship I have with my mum. I had with my mum and the one I have with my granny, my dad's mum. And I think ultimately, like, you know when people talk about respect for women? Yeah. I, I think a lot of people say that, but it's, they only have respect for their mum and their granny. They don't have respect for women. women. Yeah. And I've said this multiple times that I think, in my opinion, a lot of black males have have a jaded view towards women because they have had a difficult childhood based on how their mums were towards them. It's like the whole embarrassing part and all that other thing where you can't really spaz and move reckless with your mum. Yeah. But then you ultimately take out on other women because you have deep-seated issues towards women based on your mum. Okay. I think for me, um, my relationship with mum wasn't always great. Which one is? like? But no, I'm saying it wasn't always great. Yeah. But it was... Especially as I got older, it was very respectful. It was always respectful. Like we had banter, like I called her by her name for jokes and whatever, but we always had like a very respectful relationship. Like my respect for women, or even if I say my grandma, for example, my dad's mum, we literally talk every week. Um, we always have a very mutual adult relationship, even down to my tattoos, for example. She's like, well, it's not my generation, but I think if I was your age, I probably had tattoos. Um, <laughs> we... Like even if she disagrees with something I say, she'll say something first, I'll speak after. Like it's never it's never been a thing, especially with my grandma, where it's ever been a disrespectful thing. Yeah. And because she sees both sides so well, yeah. like don't get it wrong, my grandma's very strong willed and she's very to the point. Like, if you are kinda sensitive, quote unquote, yeah, my grandma's not the person for you. <laughs> but she says it how it is, like she literally says how it is. And my auntie is um, exactly the same. But I don't take those things personally, which has probably molded why I'm not offended by a lot of things. Yeah. So I think with that, in, in that type of scenario situation, I'm like, all right, cool, boom. But I think the relationship I have with those two has molded my relationship with me in how my approach is around women and how I am. I've never been the pushy, let's la, 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 la. Like, yeah. I think my general temperament around women has always been really cool and relaxed, especially with age. I'm like, okay, cool. So it'll be like, okay, because you saw hungry hyenas run a corner first in, that I'm just gonna be like, I'm like, yeah. My friends like, yeah, you have attractive female friends. Okay, cool, so what? They're still people. Mm. It doesn't change who they are. Okay, yeah, they're pretty. Whether I want to approach them or not is in that capacity, I'm still going to approach them in the same way I approach everybody else because I'm just that person. Mm. What about you though? I'm very much the same. Like my relationship with my mum has blatantly shaped, shaped my relationship with women. Like... Shapened or shaped? Shaped. Okay. Because... Shut up. Shut up. English... Juicy mouth did. Um, just gross. No, it's not gross. Not for the right person. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to get out. <laughs> Juicy. <laughs> Do not ever look me in the face and say "Juicy" ever again in your life, bro. May have a title. Um, yeah, like my, 
mine and my mum's relationship, especially in my teens, was a bit tricky because obviously I, I was a, I was blatantly a mummy's boy. My dad used to tease me about it, but I think in my teens I, I did rebel a little it's bit. It's weird that you refer to your dad as daddy. That's my daddy. Yeah. Oh, daddy, pops, dad. No, it's weird. You know when you know when like it's not a bad thing. You know when people are like, oh yeah, my mummy, and I'm like. You're a fully grown person. Like, like, <laughs> what do you call your mum? Me, mum, T, Trisha. Like, Seriously, I was like, yeah, but it depends on the type of situation. My dad was just dad or pops. I was never mummy and daddy. I'm like, what do you think? I, I, I call my dad all type of names. Pops. He's a West Ham supporter and a Barcelona supporter. I was like, you're weird. He's a West Ham fan? Yeah. I was like, must be enjoying himself right about now. Full kit wanker as well. I'm yeah. uncle. <laughs> yeah. I'm <laughs> cool <laughs> And, um, yeah, it's, it was only when I got in my 20s that I'd appreciate the relationship with me and my mum even more, especially when I moved out. Because when I, when I was living at home and my brothers came, it was just crowded and I had no personal space. Siblings, innit? Yeah. Little wretcheds. But um, it, was, it was hard for her because obviously I, I was her only son for like 21 years. And then she had two more after that. But I was, I'm always seen as a little baby because she had me when she was young. She learned a lot, obviously mistakes and stuff. And um, yeah, the, the fact that I can sit down and talk to my mum about it, probably anything. Sometimes I don't because I know she over worries. But um, yeah, my relationship with my mum, it's taught me how sometimes how sensitive I, I have been before and how emotional I was before. Like my mum sometimes, she didn't have to beat me, she could just shout at me and I would start crying when I was young. Do you think the relationship with, like let me flip this question as well. Do you think the relationship with your mum could possibly help you in being a parent in whether you have a, a son or a daughter based on like how you were raised and how you are now and sensitivity and all those other things? Because obviously yeah, you have sisters as well. Yeah. It kind of does help in that sense and you are in the middle, so. Yeah. So do you think, okay, go on. 100%. Um, my mum was like, she made sure I had food always. Like, can't starve around AB. No, can't, no. I know East London looks a certain type of way, but you can't starve around Can't, can't starve. And my mum had an always thing like presentation. Like, I was a representation of, of her. So if I'm outside. Oh, it's funny, like, even the nitties in East London look well fed, bruv. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing ever. <laughs> if, if I was outside, I was well presented. Like, I'm a representation of her. So therefore, that was her her thing on me always. And, and I grew up with that, knowing that I, I didn't want to look like some, some, some person who didn't have a home to go to. Thanks. So that, that was installed in me on a young age. And then then the independence part as well. My mum taught me how to iron, cook, clean at the age of 10, like. I think that's wasted on the younger generation. Like. What, independence? Independence as a whole is probably applied very different. And I think obviously the whole millennials to generation Z thing. Cause the way I look at what my independence was as a kid of what was allowed once I knew the fundamentals compared to like, kids now have more independence than being able to go outside and whatever, whatever, but yeah. parents work more. But the fundamentals and what they know is, is so different. Like going food shopping and whether I do want to go or not, I'm going to eat the food, so I have to be there. Yeah. Whereas my brother never had to do that. Um, different times. But man. then obviously things come back now, you're quick to go pick up the snacks and whatever, like those type of things. Like I think whether we're second or third generation, because of our parents, we were still raised like um, Caribbean kids. Yeah. 
that lived in the UK. Yeah. Like when I look at my younger siblings, they raise like British kids. So like the parameters are different and I think I'll probably raise my kids the same way I was raised because I think like there was no negative to that the understanding of of respecting elders and the whole uncle auntie thing. I think it's wasted the longer we are in the UK because I think that we kind of pick up British traits and forget the motherland traits. I'm not even just talking about I'm not even talking about food elements. I'm just talking about the the basic levels of respect and how you treat older people and how you should move. And as you said, ironing. Like I used to have football training on Saturdays in in um, Elephant and Castle in Burgess Park. Yeah. At like ten thirty, I'd come back and I'd have to come and scrub the cooker. Like yeah. Oh, <laughs> like those. Type oh, of, the scrubbing cook. Oh lord, the grease on things. that boy. Like, even in my house now, like, was it a, a gas or gas? Yeah. Even in my house now, the minute the cooker warms, like the cooker, cooker cools down and wiping off the thing, like it's embedded in you. Ironing, like ironing shirts from school, like it's embedded in you. And I yep. think that school type of routine and being able to cook and things, like I think it's wasted than the younger ones. I think there's still a lot of women who still have that ethos within our community, but I don't think, I think it's wasted than a lot of men. I think it's the laziness, oh, I can just order food instead of just cooking. And I think those old um, cultural aspects need to kind of be brought back just so that people are kind of are able to survive survive on their own without relying on other people. Yeah, I, I 100% agree to that. And I think it's so important for, for, for young, young men, young boys to, to learn how to, to do things for themselves, learn how to use a washing machine, learn, learn how to cook clean, like don't rely on someone always doing it for you. And, and sometimes it can be sometimes the mum's fault where they mother them, and and I was never babied. Do that all the time. I was never babied, mum, because my mum was working. So therefore, you know, sometimes I'm in the house by myself. So I I had to make sure everything was was cool. Even I think for me, even like as you said, the washing machine, all that other stuff. It sounds so dumb. Like, do you mean man can't use a washing machine, bro? There's a I know grown ass men that can't use can't washing machine. It, no, a lot of people can't do it, and you realise like a lot of people can't cook. I remember I said it to my cousin the other day that I thought, no, I don't need to cook. I said, so, but you have a whole child, bro. So what happens? All the food, I said, be better. Oh, uh, no, no, please. Like, Are you serious? It's just like, there's two skills I wish I learned. I can still learn them, but I wish I learned from young. Like I was taught them. One was how to shave. I, I was never taught that. Were, one was how to shave and the other one was how to change your tire. I can, mm. but I just, I, I wish I kind of properly learned how to do it. Mm. Because I think they're manual tasks that you should be able to do. Worst case scenario, yeah. On a, on a, on a, on the M one way on the M way waiting. It's life for, skills, isn't it? On the M one way M way waiting for flipping AA and that, bro. Come on, man, sort that out. No, I I, I agree to that. <sighs> this guy. So I sent my brother, uh, my brother's friend, something. Yeah, because he was like, "Oh, I don't know where I want to go. On. I want to watch the Champions League. Yeah, I'll go back to that football session at seven thirty. Me, did you play today?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." I was like, "Bro, just chill, chill with your son and just do some stretches in it." I was like, "And I sent him stretches." He's like, "Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do, I'll do it as soon as the game comes on." I'm not even going to concentrate on the stretches. You're watching ball. Oh bro. my gosh, <laughs> joke, man. Um, and I was, I'm trying to think. Did anyway? I just wanted to say. Um, Rest in peace, the Darkman X, aka DMX, aka Errol Simmons. Um, and I read where Jay and Beyonce bought. It's not true. It's not true. No. You sure? It's not true. Okay. The family was like, it's not true. 
Right. Remember, the problem is with with the way how Jay and Beyonce work, you don't know what is true or isn't because when they do that, that's the thing. When they but do they they didn't do broadcast things. it. Yeah, but you shouldn't do kind acts for the when you do kind. But that's what I like about them. I, I like about people because I remember there was something about Jamie feeding someone. So I like about people. Just do a good deed. Don't tweet about. It. Just do a good deed. God's watching you, bro. Yeah, don't don't worry yeah, about the internet. Who cares about the internet? Because the internet will drown you, bro. God is watching you, but God saw the kind act and thought, okay, cool. There are still some good people out here. I saw some story about D- DMX. Um, he was at some store. I think some some restaurant or whatever and it was closing and the guy was cleaning up and DMX helped him like mop the floor and stuff I thought I was just like so DMX was a preacher a teacher a father um, a pioneer there's so much stuff about DMX that you like I mean, my favourite DMX moment because obviously it's a different generation I caught DMX late so yeah. from what 2001 2002 yeah um, and DMX singing and I hate Christmas DMX is a Christmas song is one of the best things ever if you've never seen it literally please just said, type in DMX Christmas song come on come on <laughs> even the stories I heard about him and the Rockweilers or, or the dogs yeah and getting a, I think once he got the dog to bark on a sort like but just wild 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 stories it's wildish or what he's like kind of thing but I think especially now, I remember someone said, oh my God, DMX passed, um, whatever, I'll put whole 2021 in the bin. I was like, bro, people need to understand, listen, death is inevitable, regardless of you the- You just don't know when it's coming. Of course, regardless of the, the parameters of when, like, it's, it, it either, it's either you die young, you die mid, or you die late, it makes no difference. Yeah, Andrew, not Andrew, sorry, Philip, 99, DMX, 50. Um, Richard, I can never say the boy's last name properly. Oh, nor can I. I don't, because I don't want to, I don't want yeah, to, um, me Nineteen, and you have to understand, like, the time limits for everyone is two episodes talking about death. It's the time limit for everyone is know, very, right. very different. But the reason why I bring it up is because there's a British model who said, "Listen, it's weird how that was the biggest story, and everyone was talking about it, and." I think it was Eva Poyo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The short hair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So a week ago, two weeks ago, everyone was talking about the story and now boom, no one's talking about it again. It's how quick, but how quick people forget. It's a micro generation. How quick you're forgotten. And my takeaway from that was, listen, it's where when you look at certain things which people do to impress people that don't actually care. Yeah. For the moment of, okay, we need to do this. Look at me. That's what it is. Well, just look after yourself, bro. Just look after yourself. That's all you can do. The people around you will remember you. Whether you're, will, will, yeah, the people around you will remember you. Everything else is just that. That's more important. Mm. That is hundred percent more important. It's sad, regardless, but I think that's that's how it is. I'm, I'm with with his death. I I just don't know the ins and outs and I think that's the more I think that's what the family would like to fight fight more about like why what happened why you know I think with certain things I think I did see a statement that went out which was similar to the Miller statement and which is similar to most people that die in um, in really odd circumstances which is listen family are going through it just give us space we'll try and do something where for the fan, fan base or whatever but 
it's let us do you know what I mean yeah I think that's the most that's the most important part you ultimately have to say, yeah people see him see certain celebrities in there oh my god he was an icon for what he did and whatever whatever but you have to understand like this person still had a whole family and yeah you feel a way about it but the family members and the people close to him his children are feeling it a lot more a lot worse and you kind of have to give them the space and the room to mourn in their own personal way yeah I think uh, would I would I think would I bring this up I think I was I think it was a Joe Bond podcast when they were talking about like when artists die and they bring out albums afterwards like I'm I'm always a bit funny with things like that. oh um penultimate not penultimate I can't remember this, it was a P but I can't remember what it is um I think if it's a project of work and it, were, it was in the making it, it was in the making and yeah. they it then cool but I think when some you, when you pitch things put things together yeah I think I think it depends because obviously Tupac was gone died what 96 yeah but he he lived in the studio but there was like <coughs> <coughs> sorry and there was like um 10 10 plus years worth of music yeah and you're like whoa okay where the hell did this come from <laughs> but you have to think about it like there's certain songs but like I think if I, if I was a musician and I made music if I was a musician and I passed don't if I'm a musician make me yet. we're kind of stupid this that and um <laughs> And whatever, whatever. I don't. I wouldn't want people to put un, any of my unreleased music unless because it's unreleased like, for a reason. Yeah, if it was like, oh yeah, this was gonna come out and it was done. Yeah. And it just needed tweaking, like mix down or whatever. Then cool. But apart from that, please don't do that. Don't do that. I think art. I, I think it, it depends. On, I think Prince. I think they had a conversation about Prince and yeah, but it's like he's got something in his archives, like Michael Jackson and so many albums that come out. I'm like, listen, if it wasn't ready to come out, leave it alone. Just leave it alone. Forget fan service, like leave it alone, bro. Like it's not about us. Because then sometimes I think does that that the sales or whatever go towards the family or goes to the estate. Yeah, yeah. Mm. If the person owns their masters, it goes to the estate. Yeah, Anita Baker's still fighting for her masters, isn't she? Was it twenty five years plus? Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's a wild. The music industry ain't fun, bro. Like I've had too many conversations with people who make music, and the way it's broken down, it makes more sense if you're independent and using distribution now than anything else. Yeah. Are you doing anything differently because things are slightly opening up now? Staying in my damn house. <laughs> I'm still trimless, bro. Like I'm out here looking like homeless Harry. No, you you you've panned it up nicely though. Yeah, now. I look all roller. Yeah, the beard's still looking round. Some people are like, oh yeah, hair really suits you. Yeah, it suited me. It suited me when I was 19 too, and I still locked. Are you, it up, are you gonna cut it when you? Well, you yeah, I'm kind of done. I'm going back to short back sides. Oh, race man. I don't, bruv. It's not. It's my hair, bruv. I don't. I, I know. <laughs> but I had plaits bro A long time ago Everyone telling me about my hair I don't care I'll cut my hair When I want to cut my hair It's bad enough Especially going back To the gym as well Yeah Working out with This much facial hair Is jarring But I just feel like Sweaty bitty bro It's, it's annoying It's annoying Because I'm just like Ugh Ugh Like Get rid it's, it's nice for the gym To be open up again And empty Feels great it, it, yeah I went on Monday it was meant to go today but work just kept me busy but I may actually if it's still open when I get back I may go I'm not going I couldn't move for 40 minutes this morning I went Monday and Tuesday I've worked out, <laughs> I've worked out four days already so like Saturday Sunday but Saturday was ball Sunday was just a general workout worked out Monday worked out yesterday and then came football in the evening 
Yeah, you, you was you, you was mashed up yesterday. My body was folded, bruv. Like, I, I think I sat down and didn't want to move on the ground. You got a wrap anyway. All right, cool. Um, you can find us um, on pod. You can find us at Podstrokes on Twitter. Website, everything. Different Strokes podcast, the website. Um, Different Strokes podcast on Instagram. Um, engage, holla. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Um, you can find. We don't. We don't buy it. Well. I don't know about Mark. Um, <laughs> you can find um, Mark's information below when all of our episodes are up. You can find my information below. You can find O's information below. Um, I've been Raw Talk Reese. To my right has been Two Drinks. And we'll, be, we'll both be back next week. Yep. Look after yourself and don't go too crazy outside, mate. Yeah, please don't. I saw I saw Nighttown, JD, Zara, Primark. I was just like... It went, by the way, it wasn't a Primark thing that made me laugh, bruv. It was the um, man, out, man outside JD Sports. Big man, you can buy trainers online, bruv. My, two of my friends work at Nighttown. They, they they sent me pictures of people queuing outside. I was just like... You can buy trainers online, bruv. But it's time to go anyway. My Champions League's on. Everyone, have a nice week. Peace. Peace.